You know, it's funny, but we've already mentioned the word freedom like five times before I even got up here. Just happens to be talking about freedom. Isn't that crazy how God does that? And we don't even talk about it. We say this all the time, how God orchestrates these crazy things. Like, it just goes. And, and the video was right on time because it is Memorial Weekend, right? That's nice. <laughs> what are you doing up there? Come on, man. All right, before I get started, how many veterans we have in here? If you're a veteran, stand up. Come on, man. Come on, man. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for your service, guys. Thank you. Amen. That's awesome. All right, I want to pray real quick, and then we'll get started. I guess we can never have enough prayer, right? All right. Um, so will you guys pray for me real quick, and then I'll pray for you. All right, Father God, I just thank you again for all that are gathered here tonight, Lord God. And I just, uh, I just pray for the message tonight that you'll speak through me, God. And I also just pray that the message will land on soft hearts, Lord. Give them ears to hear, Lord God. We just thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. Whoo. Hey, we got a good crowd tonight, right? I really wasn't expecting this many people, especially on a holiday weekend. Because I have to be honest, back in the day, this was the big weekend. I know some of you partying people know what I'm talking about. We'd be camping, we'd be loaded up, we'd already be down there. You know what I'm saying? We'd be floating all weekend, having a great old time. But we've been rescued from that, amen? So now we're here. And now we're talking about freedom and how we got free from it, right? So who's been set free in here from anything? Look at the hands. That is awesome. Give God a hand. That is so amazing. So I want to talk about Galatians. How many people have read Galatians? It's an awesome book. It's, well, they're all awesome, but th- this is very good. And, uh, it was written by Paul, of course. I've, I've been kind of been reading a lot about Paul. went through Romans and went through Timothy and all these, these other books that were written by him. And so now I, I ended up here. And it just happened to be on this weekend. And uh, it was written by Paul. It was written in about 49 AD, and it was to the churches in Galatia. Now, this is pretty crazy because he had already gone there and established these churches. But now... He's writing to this to refute the Judaizers who taught the Gentile believers you must obey the Jewish law in order to be saved. So Paul's going, no, 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 it's no, it's not. It's faith in Christ. Right? That's it. Jesus plus nothing is Jesus. That's it, right? Okay, I love, we could stop at, at verse one, uh, chapter five, I should say. The header is freedom in Christ. <laughs> so Christ has truly set us free. We can stop right there, right? That is so good. If you think about where you were years ago and where you are today. Free. Yes, we are free. <laughs> now, make sure you stay free. Don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. You got, have you guys heard of the Mosaic Law? You know how many commandments are in the Mosaic Law? 613. Can you imagine being shackled to 613 rules? We got 10 big ones, and we have a hard time with that, right? <laughs> Think about it. We have 10 commandments to follow, and these guys shackled 613 on these guys and telling them, you're not saved unless you can follow all these. That's impossible, right? 
And we know the Ten Commandments are impossible too, but that's our bar that reminds us we need a Savior. That's the only way we can do it, is through a Savior. Amen? Huh. Man. I'm so glad we are set free from all the rules and regulations that we don't have to live by that. Let's go to uh, John 8.32 real quick. Well, actually, I'm going to back up to 31 because it kind of starts here. It says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are you're truly my disciples, and if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. Amen? It's Jesus that sets you free. And the more you get to know him, the freer you get. Right? So let's drop, drop down to... Um, 36 says, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Amen? We are free. We are free. Now, being a recovery church, the only way you're going to get free from any kind of addiction or your past or anything is to stay in Christ. Amen? Amen? That's it. And it's hard for us, and we talk about this a lot, it's hard for us when people are doing so well and then they pick those chains back up and they put them back on. I don't understand it sometimes, and I know addiction is very tough, but sometimes I don't understand. And I, and I think you were talking about it, Katrina, when you're talking about reading the Word. That's where it starts. You hear us say it every single week. Now, what's the most common question or answer to Katrina's question? Have you been reading the Word? Come on, man. Seriously? Amen. Amen. If you're, if you're saying not as much as I should means you probably haven't picked it up all week. <laughs> now, being a recovery church, I can say this too. You know, when you're partying and you ask somebody if they smoke, oh, just a little. <laughs> that guy's a stoner, okay? That's it. Same way, it works with reading the word, okay? So I'm just saying. So don't get shackled back up to what you've been saved from. And I know it's hard. This world is hard. We are bombarded by everything every single day. There's distractions of all kinds. There's people of all kinds that constantly don't like what you're doing. You're free. Remember when you used to be fun? Have you heard that? <laughs> we have fun a different way now, amen? Our true joy comes through knowing Christ, right? And telling people about Christ and seeing them be set free. Hallelujah, that's, that's the joy we get, you know. But it, like I said, sometimes it gets really hard being in this ministry because people walk off. And that's really tough sometimes. And it just, it's just one of those things, and it's how ministry is, I know, but it's just one of those things you go through. We just keep walking. The train keeps rolling. No matter who jumps on, jumps off, it's going to keep moving. Amen? We're on a mission. We're going we're gonna to make it home one way or the other. Okay, in verse uh, 2 it says, Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you're counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. So if you're trying to do this rules and regulations and things like that, Christ is nothing. You're not even paying attention to the grace that was given to you. You can't be good enough to get there on your own. Amen? And that's one of the common answers, which I said the same thing when the pastor asked me, if you were standing in front of Jesus and he asked you, why should I let you in? What would you say? I'm a good person. I'm a good person, Jesus. 
that's not good enough. You can't be good enough. Not even the best of the best of the best can get in on their own. Otherwise, Christ died in vain, right? So you, it has no benefit to you. And he says, I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. So if you chose that road to be the best you can be, how are you going to be able to handle 613 commandments? You're not. Thus, you won't make it, right? I mean, if that's what you're putting your salvation is going to be a do-gooder, you're not going to make it. For if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you're going to be cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. It's by grace that you have been saved. It's a gift. It's a free gift. And a lot of people, when you, you don't know what that gift is until you unwrap it. Okay, so you can carry it around. You, you can say, uh, Jesus is my Savior, but is he your Lord? That's when it happens. When you get that second filling or whatever it is that you change gears from just saying, okay, I'm saved, I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. You're not, you're not saved to do whatever you want. We're set free, yes, but we do have a moral standard to live by. We can't just say, well, I'm saved, I'll go do what I want, I'm done. No, it's not a true, it's not a true salvation if you do that, because if you do that, then you weren't truly saved. It might have been an emotional thing. We've seen those too. We've seen people get baptized and then run off and you never see them again. I don't know how far the grace card goes. I guess we'll figure that out in the end. But I, I don't know if it goes that far. If you're truly saved, you're going to want to do what God has asked you to do. He's going to help you with your addictions or with your relationships or whatever you're struggling with, your anxiousness or whatever it might be, give it to God. I know it sounds easy, but it's, I know it's not. It's a, it's a work in progress. And it's going to be like that till the very end because we're going to have distractions that are going to say, hey, you're doing pretty good. Why don't you sit down, get out of the game for a while. You're doing fine. Don't do that. You can take a break, but get back in the game. You hear us say that a lot too because there's a reason why. Because when you sit down or you wander off, you're separated from the herd. And you know what happens to the one that's separated. Generally, he gets killed. Verse 5, but... We who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive the faith, the righteousness that God has promised to us. Hallelujah. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. So it's, it doesn't matter. Jews and Gentiles can come to Christ. Back then there was a big deal going, I don't know about these Gentiles, they're different from us. Paul's saying, they're welcome. Jesus is saying, they're welcome. They're my people. The whole world, the Muslims are God's people too. They may not know it yet, but he loves them too. He wants all to come to repentance. All. That three-letter word means everybody on the planet. We're all invited now. It's who's going who's gonna to take the invitation, right? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tell them we're in church. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> okay where was I okay what is important is faith expressing itself in love you're gonna as your faith grows you're gonna be able to handle difficult people God teaches you to love people of all kinds and that's a struggle too obviously but 
when you're coming to church and when you're putting God before everything else that you do, it becomes easier. And even coming on a holiday weekend, you chose to be here. God led you here tonight for a reason. Amen? Because I know everybody would want to celebrate the weekend, right? This is a Holy Ghost party, right? And the Holy Ghost party don't stop, right? <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> so you were running you were running the race so well. So who held, who held you back from following the truth? So have anybody any of you guys been sidetracked? Anybody had desert times? Anybody just walk off because you're angry or depressed or whatever it might be? I have. I've done all those things. I've had my desert times. And it's not fun in the desert. And it's funny because Everybody experiences the desert. When they come back, they're so thankful they're back. Because the first thing you hear is like, you know how bad it is out there? (laughs) Yes, I do know how bad. I've experienced that. And that's why we encourage others to keep on, keep going, keep reading. I know it gets mundane and maybe even boring sometimes. But you know what? God's not boring. God's got a plan for all of us. But a lot of times we just have to work the stuff out. Work out your anxiousness. Work out your addictions. Work out whatever your struggles are. When you start working those out, then he can start leading you to other places. But sometimes you're like, God, how long is this school that I'm in? Probably the rest of your life. He's going to teach us all kinds of things all the way to the very end. You know, and some lessons are hard. Let's face it, they're hard. They're real hard. And some of the... Some of the other things we get to go through are kind of a breeze. You're just like, thank you, Jesus. I'll take that one because I know what's around the corner. There's probably a difficult one coming up. But I'm preparing myself. I'm staying in the word. I'm staying in my groups. I'm coming when I don't want to. I know I've heard several times when uh, people say the same thing. Well, I was tired when I left, but when I got here, I feel good. I'm glad I came. And when they leave, they're like, I feel even better. Amen, right? You've got to remember, we have an adversary who hates us. And he's doing everything he could possibly do to, to, to derail you, to keep you from coming, to keep you from reading. Hey, I hear the little whispers just like you guys do. And I know Randy does too. You're no good. What are you doing? You're nobody. Sit down. Shut up. Go away. I hear those voices too. But we push through. I'm a child of God. I'm going to stand on that, even through the tough times. It's the only thing that gets me through the tough times is the word of God. The deepest struggle sometimes, even when you're the loneliest, God's always with you. Always with you. Even when you think there's nobody listening or nobody watching, he's there for you. And you can tap into that source at any given time. We don't have to wait till tragedy happens or something. We want to praise you in the storm, and we want to praise you when things are good. We want to praise you all the time because it's good. God is so good, Amen. So if you've been derailed, come back. Just get back in the fold. It's that easy. It certainly isn't God, for he's the one who called you to freedom. (laughs) He didn't tell you to run off. Sometimes he's just telling you to sit still. You know, just relax. Breathe deep. It's okay. Rome wasn't built in a day, and some of these problems you created, it's going to take him a little while to work them out. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's right. We create our mess, and he sorts it out for us. Paul's talking about this false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. 
I'm trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. It's kind of like we talked about, and uh, Katrina mentioned too. You have to know what the word says or you're going to believe anything. You know, sometimes when you start talking to people, they have this milkshake of who Jesus is or what the real truth is. There's like half, just bits and pieces of truth makes them very dangerous that you're spreading these things that aren't 100% true, which would be a false teaching, right? So beware of those people. Know what God's word says. God will judge that person, whoever he is, and who has been confusing you. Verse 11, dear brothers and sisters, if you're still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, then why am I still being persecuted? Obviously, Paul was persecuted for preaching the good news. Otherwise, everybody would be going, yeah, right on, you're with us, Paul, you're, you're teaching the same thing we are, but he's teaching, his teaching is different. He's telling you it's Jesus is the only way to salvation. Not all these rules and regulations and deeds that you have to do or a certain pedigree that you have to have. Education's good, but education's not going to get you to heaven. We're saved by faith alone, right? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. You ever meet people that are kind of offended? Offended by the cross? And I think a lot of it's just because they're ignorant, obviously. And, you know, before I was saved, I, I, I knew the Bible was something. I knew it was real, but I didn't know any, much about it other than some of the stories from, from uh, Sunday school. But I didn't know Jesus, but I knew there was something to it. I wouldn't bash the word. Now, I might use his name as a cuss word. I did that. Who didn't, right? And we still hear that on job sites from time to time. And it's just out of ignorance. God winked at your ignorance, but not anymore. He's expecting you to know the word. He's expecting you to grow in knowledge. And he's expecting you to share what he's done for you. Right? We're all ministers. That's our job. We're all supposed to say, tell your friends what God has done for you. I know in addiction, the circles are pretty big with the party and circles that you can affect. I know there's a time that you have to get away from those people to get right. But there may be a time that God leads you back to some of those people to show them and to tell them there's a better way. Just like the, the song we were singing, the, the, the chain breaker. There is a better way. If you've been down the same old road and listened to the same old lies, there's a better way. And it's Jesus. I wish that those troublemakers who want to manipulate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little research on this, and it goes a little, Paul's a little upset when he wrote that. And he gone from <laughs> circumcision to castration is what he's talking about. Now he's like, you just get rid of them. I'll just chop them off, whatever. <laughs> That'll learn, right? For you've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature, right? We're free. We're free to do whatever we want. But it comes at a consequence. Just remember that. You can claim freedom all you want, but just remember there's consequence when you go off the rails and do some of the things you're not supposed to be doing. Amen? But just like the percentages we heard, if you're in the Word of God, chances are you're not going to do these things. It's a proven fact. 
That's science, right? That tells you. And I know in my own life, if I, if I slack a day or two, I could feel it. I could feel there's something missing. Maybe I got too busy or, or, or whatever. I could tell there's something missing. And I think it's the Spirit just saying, hey, man, don't forget. Read. Listen to worship music. Talk to a friend. Pray with each other. Pray to God. Pray to God all day. You know? You can just talk to God like he's a person, because he is. He wants to hear from you. Who prayed today? Wow, I love it. I love it. Look at all the hands. That's great. That is awesome. That's a thumbs up for sure. I think God's smiling right now and going, that's my people. So don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. You know, a lot of times you hear people when they're talking about when they are saved, they say the one main thing is they're saved from themselves, from their own destruction and destructive behavior and things like that that we get, that we fall into when we don't know Christ, just out of pure living in this world. Save me from myself. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? So now we can use our freedom to serve one another. And you know, when you're serving, you get real joy out of it. Real joy, not just fun because you're doing it or, hey, look at what I'm doing or something like that. You really get the joy because you're sharing Christ with people, even if you don't say anything. When you do a kind word or a kind thing for somebody, you're showing them the love of Christ. And sometimes that's all they want to see. They don't want to hear a long spiel. Just show them. You know, show them that you love them. Like I said, it's easier to love people when, you, when you're learning through God's word. It softens your heart. You have no choice because if you're reading and you're hanging around and you're coming to church, you're going to soften up. And I know I've seen in this ministry since we started, I mean, some of the, the big burly biker guys that we meet from time to time, they're just gentle giants because Jesus got a hold of them. You know, and you, to look at them, you're like, oh, man. You know, the cool thing is, though, like when Randy and I go to these events and things like that, we always find the biggest guy. Let's go, let's go meet him. <laughs> let's see what he's all about. And it's like when you meet the biggest guy, then the whole crew is like, hey, cool, look who he's talking to. You know, last year I met some guys. Um, I was up in Iowa on the way back from South Dakota, and they were soldiers for Christ, motorcycle ministry. And they were some of those guys. They were rough. I didn't even know until they saw the patch on the back. I was just going to say, hey, some bikers, let's go talk to them. So I, I went into this uh, big gas station and hanging around, and everybody's kind of scared, so that you know how they stand away from them, like at the register. Everybody's like, those are bikers, man. Don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. <laughs> I went up and talked to them, come to find out that they're Christians. Nicest guys, man. It was just like, well, let's pray. So we, got, we huddled up in this big truck stop area, and we prayed. I'm looking around going, everybody's looking at us. You guys are crazy. <laughs> and I was just thinking, we are crazy. We're crazy for Jesus, amen? And, we're, and we weren't showing off. He was just as thrilled as I was. We got to exchange information and stuff like that. He was as thrilled that he met another guy who's working for Christ too. I was like, this is cool. God, thank you. I needed a little nugget like that. Those little nuggets happen all the time. We got to experience another one this week with a, with a, uh, a gentleman that was working on a job. It was pretty cool, a young guy. And you knew there was something about him. I, I, I met him earlier and uh, pretty busy day, so I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time because they were, they were busy unloading and going to the store and stuff like that. I didn't get to spend much time with him, but I knew he was different. But the second time around, we got to talk to him a little bit more because he had slowed down enough to talk to him. Come to find out, he's a Christian. 
he's like 27, 28 years old. And he's on fire for God too. It's just like, just a little bit of talking. And you're able to make some, now we have a new friend. So hopefully sometime we'll show up here too. So it's like, you know, sometimes when you just throw a few words out there, little hooks, you'll know right away if they're Christians or not. And if they're not, you can share a little bit. So I want to encourage you to just speak up a little bit. You guys are Walmart. That's a great fishing hole. <laughs> Randy calls it his fishing hole. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. The scripture tells us we're to encourage each other, to build each other up. This is a tough walk. What we believe in is completely opposite of the world, right? So you're swimming upstream with what the world's telling you to do. We're going the opposite direction. We're going the way God tells us to go. And we're going to hit some speed bumps and potholes and everything like that along the way. But we keep moving forward. So we'll move on down. It says, uh, this one's living by the Spirit's power. This is how we can do it. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Right? If you're reading, if you're hanging out with your Christian friends, if you're staying in Christian circles, listening to music, things like that, you're not going to do what your sinful nature wants to do. The sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us the desires that the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are at each other every single day. You got good against evil every day. White dog, black dog, whatever you want to call it, which one are you going to feed is really what it comes down to because that's the one that's going to win on a daily basis. Which one are you going to feed? If you're reading every day, you're feeding the white dog. That's good. That's the good. Amen? These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. Good intentions, you know, when you're trying to do it on your own, you can do pretty good on your own for a little while, right? You can do good, but there's going to come a time where that goodness runs out. You run into a tough situation or some tough people and things like that, then you're going to react the old way, Right? Anybody quick-tempered? They used to be. I'm doing better, but I'm, <laughs> I know Alf is. <laughs> He's got to put a boot in him. That's his saying. So you had to work on that, right? Okay, so does it get intention? But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are no under no obligation to the law of Moses. So when you're walking in the Spirit, when you're tempted, things like that, you'll have a way out. You'll remember, if you're reading God's word, you'll remember what to do or not do. You know, it always seems like he gives you just a couple seconds of time before you make that decision to do something stupid. He always does. And it's like, it's almost like there's a stop sign there and your conscience knows that stop sign's there. It's like, that's from God. Stop. Go the other way. You know, those stats you read about some of the, what were the first two or three things that you read off? Fifty-nine percent.
these are the thing, those things that she's talking about is what your sinful nature craves, right? That's the evil part. The evil against the good. When you follow these when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the revolt the results are very clear. Let's check out these things, what it says here. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. Right? You just read those things. If we're if we're not reading, we're more tempted to do these things. And obviously these are some serious issues or they wouldn't be in the Bible. You know, these are issues these guys had. That's why they were that's why he's t- reminding us of these. Idolatry. You know, idolatry could be anything. You can make your home, you can make your children, you can make a sport, you can make your car, a motorcycle, whatever. If you're worshiping that, if you're talking about that, or you're doing some of that all the time, that's your idol. Shopping could be your, your idol, because there's a lot of people who love to shop, and all you got to do is look at your checkbook, and that'll tell you where your heart's at. Think about that. You go to Walmart 75 times in a month, and you've written one check to the church, something's out of balance, unless it's a huge check. <laughs> that'll tell you where your heart's at, right? Sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Wow, that kind of sums up everything, doesn't it? That kind of sounds like the old days. You just did whatever you want to satisfy your sinful nature. That's how we grew up, right? We can claim ignorance on that, like I said before. We can claim ignorance, but now we know. So now, if you're running off the path and you're doing these things, you should be convicted. If you're not, if you're not convicted when you're doing these things, you've got a problem. You might want to check yourself. Seriously. Seriously, if you're just doing it because you think you're saved, you may not be saved. Just saying you're saved is not a safety net. You know, you've got to walk this thing out. This is a lifestyle we're doing, not just a, a once-a-week thing. It's a lifestyle. It's a whole change, and God can help you change. You know, you hear the saying, people don't change. Well, people do change when Christ is involved. That's the only way you're going to change. Because as a natural, now you might get a little wiser as you age, but the real change comes through Christ. That's it. And the only way to do that is to read, is to learn. To, to, to know God loves you and to continue doing it. It's not a one, t- it's not a one and done thing. It's just like the fire. You got to keep putting wood on it to keep it going. And if you get lazy and you don't put any wood on it, fire goes out, right? It's the same thing in your spiritual life. If you're not feeding your spirit, it goes out. Sometimes it's really hard to start back up again. But most of that's in your mind. Christ is just saying, come back. Just come back. Now, you might have to go behind the woodshed, like Randy talks about a little time, and get a little... But God loves you, and he knows ahead of time. But like I said, when you are tempted, you have that few seconds to figure out, should I do this or should I not do this? It's up to you, because he gives you a way out. Every time he gives you a way out. Okay, let's see. So let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
man, you're going to miss the mark. If you're living like that, you're not going to make it. You can't say you're saved and live like that because if you are saved, you won't live like that. Now, I'm not saying you make mistakes because we all do. We're all sinners and we all sin. But if you're truly forgiven, you will, you will know better to do these things. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So how can you get these? Walking in the Spirit, right? Which means you're praying and you're reading and you're hanging out. You can't do this on your own. You can't get real peace on your own. You know, wouldn't you want to just crawl up into the Father's lap and just hang out there? That's a safe zone, right? So when you find yourself out there, come back. The only way to get these is to continue to get this kind of fruit is you've got to continue to keep doing it. Keep doing it over and over and over. You'll get these things. It's going to come natural after a while. You're going to have real love, real joy, real peace, patience with people that normally you wouldn't. <laughs> I think we all struggle with that one a little bit. Kindness. We're going to get all these things, and they're going to grow. It's going to get better because you are walking. Right? We are under God's protection. We have the Holy Spirit to help us do all these things. And we are completely free. And the chains have been broken, right? So it says there's no law against these things. But those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed those passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross, and they crucified them there. Those things are there. Let them go. Let it go. If the chains have been broken in your life, do not pick them up. And I know you could probably walk around and look at them and probably go, hmm, that looks pretty good. Don't do it. Don't do it. The chains are broken. Let them lay. So we crucified all that stuff. It's over. And since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. He's going to lead you guys. If you guys follow, follow his lead, he will lead you. He'll lead you to places you've never been before. And it's really awesome because there's so many opportunities that are right in front of us that we miss sometimes because we're not aware, for one, because maybe we're in our own world again. But when you're in the Word and you're doing these things, you're going to be aware of these little things that are happening. People you meet at the stores or wherever, you know, the invites. Keep inviting people to church. They'll come if they're invited. Right? I kind of like our church because we have every, all, all types of people come through here. I love it. There's really no standard. I mean, you could be whatever you want to be. Just come on in. Come on in. Right, come on, man. So let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. You know, we've talked about this before, too. A lot of people walk at different speeds. You know, there was a time we wanted everybody to run 100 miles an hour with us everywhere we went. <laughs> you can't do that. I mean, everybody has a different speed. But as long as you're walking, and even if you fall down and you're crawling, get back up. Amen? God loves you guys so much, and he just wants to see you guys succeed. He wants to help you with whatever you're struggling with. And if you have an issue, ask God to help you with it. Because he will. It might take a while, 
keep praying and keep asking. Okay, what was, what was the last scripture? Philippians? There it is, 2, 3, and 4. So don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. How about that? He has saved us from our own selfishness, right? So now we're able to help others. So we don't be conceited. Don't, don't basically act like a jerk for Christ. That's not good. Amen. <laughs> a jerk for Jesus? I don't know. That might be a tough one. That might be tough to pull off. That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> so let's use our freedom for love and to serve others and don't use our freedom to continue to do what's wrong. Amen? Kind of a short message, but that's about all I got tonight. So thank you all for listening. Happy Memorial Weekend. Uh, Let me pray real quick. Since we already done the messages, we don't have to do that. So, um, Father God, we just thank you again for what you're doing. Pray for people to get home safely tonight, Lord God. And I pray that people read your word, God. I pray that they learn to know you better. Because you are awesome, God. And there's just so much to learn. So, And it's fun, too. So, God, we just thank you again for what you're doing.